Hello, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading The Elves. First Tale There once was a shoemaker who, through no fault of his own, had become so poor that he had only enough leather left for a single pair of shoes. That evening he cut out the shoes, which he planned to work on the next morning, and since he had a clear conscience, he lay down quietly in his bed, commended himself to God, and fell asleep. In the morning, after he had said his prayers and was about to sit down to do his work, he saw the two shoes standing all finished on his workbench. He was so astounded by this that he did not know what to say. He took the shoes in his hand to examine them more closely and saw that the shoes were perfect. Not a single bad stitch could be found, and it was as if the shoes were intended to be masterpieces. Shortly after, a customer entered the shop, and he liked the shoes so much he paid more than the usual price for them. The money enabled the shoemaker to purchase leather for two pairs of shoes. In the evening he cut them out and planned to begin work on them with renewed vigor the next morning. However, it was not necessary, for the shoes were already finished by the time he awoke. Once again he found customers for them, and they gave him enough money to purchase leather for four pairs of shoes. The following morning he found the four pairs of shoes already made, and so it went. Whatever he cut out in the evening was finished by morning, and soon he had a decent income again, and eventually became a well-to-do man. Now, one evening, not long before Christmas, it happened that the man had been cutting leather, and just before he went to bed he said to his wife, "'What would you think about staying up tonight?' If we do that, we might be able to see who's been lending us such a helping hand. His wife agreed and lit a candle. Then they hid themselves behind some clothes that were hanging in the corner of the room and watched closely. When it was midnight, two cute little naked elves scampered into the room, sat down at the shoemaker's workbench, took all the work that had been cut out, and began to stitch, sew and hammer, so skillfully and nimbly with their little fingers that the amazed shoemaker could not take his eyes off them. Indeed, they did not stop until everything was done, and the shoes were left standing on the workbench. Then they quickly ran away. The next morning the wife asked, "'The little men have made us rich. We ought to show them that we're grateful for their help. Do you know what? Since they run around without any clothes on and must be freezing, I'm going to sew some shirts, coats, jackets, and trousers for them.' I'll also knit a pair of stockings for each, and you can make them both a pair of shoes. That's fine with me, the husband said. In the evening, after they had finished everything, they put the gifts on the workbench, instead of the cut-out leather, and hid themselves in order to see how the elves would react. At midnight the elves came scampering into the room and wanted to get right down to work, but they found the nice little clothes instead of the cut-out leather. At first they were puzzled, but then they were tremendously pleased, they put the clothes on quickly, smoothed them down, and said, "'Now we look so fine and dandy. No more need to work and be so handy.' Then they skipped, danced, and jumped over chairs and benches. Finally, they danced right out the door and were never seen again. But the shoemaker continued to be prosperous until the end of his life and succeeded in all his endeavors. Second Tale once upon a time there was a poor servant girl who was industrious and neat. She swept the house every day, 
and dumped the dirt on a large pile outside the door. One morning, when she was about to start work again, she found a letter on the pile, and since she could not read, she put the broom in the corner and took the letter to her employers. It was an invitation from the elves, who asked the girl to be godmother for one of their children at a christening. The maiden did not know what to do, but her employers finally persuaded her that it would not be wise to refuse the invitation, and she accepted. Three elves came and led her to a hollow mountain where the little folk lived. Everything there was tiny and indescribably dainty and splendid. The mother was lying on a black ebony bed with pearl knobs. The covers were embroidered with gold. The cradle was ivory. The bathtub was made of gold. After the maiden performed her duties as godmother, she wanted to go back home, but the elves implored her earnestly to spend three days with them. She remained and had a pleasant and joyful time. The little folk did all they could to please her. Finally, when she insisted it was time for her to leave, they filled her pockets with gold and led her back out the mountain. When she arrived home, she wanted to resume her work, so she took the broom that was standing in the corner and began sweeping. At that moment, some strange people came out of the house and asked her who she was and what she was doing there. Indeed, she had not been gone for three days, as she had thought, but she had spent seven years in the mountains with the little folk. In the meantime, her former employers had died. Third Tale The elves had stolen a mother's child from the cradle and had replaced the baby with a changeling who had a fat head and glaring eyes and would do nothing but eat and drink. In her distress, the mother went to her neighbor and asked for advice. The neighbor told her to carry the changeling into the kitchen, put him down on the hearth, start a fire, and boil water in two eggshells. That would make the changeling laugh, and when he laughed, he would lose his power. The woman did everything the neighbor said, and when she put the eggshells filled with water on the fire, the blockhead said, "'Now I'm old as the Westerwold, and in all my life I have never seen eggshells cooked as these have been.' And the changeling began to laugh. As soon as he laughed, a bunch of elves appeared. They had brought the right child with them and put him down on the hearth and took the changeling away. The End The Brothers Grim Lynch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.